listening to Chad Prevost here with Tim Dooner. Dooner, how you doing? I'm doing great. I don't know if you guys just heard that. Well, of course you just. Our new theme song. What about that, Chad? Man, what impact. You know, it's, it's the result of our two personalities coming together, knowing that we wanted to, you know, kind of level up our, mm. our, our, our sound, mm. like going on a couple of road trips, yeah. finding some of that music that we like. It's true. This is like, this fits our personality. Yeah. And man, the way that you found that, that, that horn mm. played a no, little a cowbell. Played a little cowbell. That <laughs> was it. <laughs> like a little like that, right? Yeah. Like, and right on time or more or less on time. Well, I'll tell you what, brother, I'm kind of like the black Spider-Man suit. You know, you put me on, if you put me on, you get this symbiotic relationship going on. And then all of a sudden the music starts changing and the flow <laughs> starts changing and the dynamic starts changing a little bit, but be careful. You don't want to turn into venom. Whoa. No, you don't want to be good and bad at the same time, man. We have an action-packed show this week. This is our weekend edition, but we know we're going into Memorial Day, and a lot has happened since our last show. Oh, We're going to run down the headlines, but first, let's pay the bills. The North American Commercial Vehicle Show, NACV, is a B2B exhibition focused on fleet decision-makers and key influencers in the commercial vehicle industry. Leading truck and trailer manufacturers and commercial vehicle parts and component suppliers will demonstrate their latest product offerings during the NACV Show 2019, taking place at the Georgia World Congress Center in Atlanta from October 28th through 31st. What the truck listeners can go to NACV show.com and register with code FW19 for a free expo hall pass. All right, Chad, now that we have the bills paid about those headlines, so much big news. President Trump cancels infrastructure meeting with Democrats. Uh, you know, he was expect he he's been hot on the infrastructure bill. I don't know what I was really expecting to come out of the potential two trillion dollar package, but uh, you know, he seems to have used it as a a moment to uh trump the Democrats and say that he would not be having a meeting on this issue because they've been saying that he's involved in a cover-up. You know, I you know the, in the meantime, like here's the the ATA has been asking for uh, both sides to come to the table about this infrastructure. Come together, yeah. Right now, uh, not over our dead body, but like with us all over alive. Over dead well. bridges and roads, though, maybe. Yeah, man. I yeah. mean, because like here's the deal, right? The dealio is that no matter what, if the economy is thrumming and jamming, or if the economy is suffering. Our roads and bridges continue to deteriorate. Can we figure out a bipartisan way to move the needle forward realistically? You know? Yeah. Okay, so that's that's one of the headlines. We covered this one on the first episode of the week. Shipper at Center of Idaho Hemp Controversy Speaks Out. So in January, Idaho State Police confiscated 6,700 pounds of hemp Yep, we've been talking about it. The, the company had shipped it from a farm in Oregon to Colorado. The truck driver was arrested for illegally hauling it. Big Sky is the company that was involved in the lawsuit against the Idaho State Police and the Atta County Idaho Prosecutor's Office for taking the hemp. It's a big mess. 
I think we call it the Idaho hemp fiasco in our show notes on that one. <laughs> uh, you know, they have filed an, an appeal. You know, we heard that they pled guilty. Yep. We mentioned that, and Linda Baker had talked about that, but they're filing an appeal now. You know, the, the owner of it, sure, he said, well, they're holding the hemp, they're holding the truck, and they may even be charging him for, st- for storage on it. They've, they're out uh, at least $300,000 now. I think it's interesting. This story continues to have legs. Yeah, we'll see who is on the right side and the wrong side of history on this one. Trucking companies seek to improve fuel economy as diesel hovers around 316 per gallon. Yes, uh, mm. you know, diesel's going up. and uh, Pain at the pump. Yeah, there it's about six, you know, you the trucking companies average about 6.5 gallons, uh, you know, miles per gallon. That's not very good. No. We can improve that performance not only with the types of uh, you know, the the better equipment, the better the better vehicles we can have, but also just like, yeah, I mean just figuring out ways to uh to keep the price down one way or another. Well, speaking of gas, more ship owners are eyeing Wall Street via direct listings, not IPOs. Interesting. You know, we heard about Uber's IPO that came out. Well, this is about Golar LNG. They've confirmed plans Ooh. to spin off its liquefied natural gas LNG carrier business into a separate public vehicle, signaling, signaling the entry of yet another player in the already very crowded field. Well, I think that's a perfect, you know, play. They should be doing this action, Jackson. Well, uh, I think they kind of had to because before the market opened on May 21st, Golar reported a net loss of $41.7 million for the first quarter, 2019. So not really going good there. The announcement stated this will allow LNG shipping investors more direct exposure to the shipping market and reposition Golar's core business towards LNG infrastructure on long-term contracts. Golar is in talks with other owners of similar tonnage to join the shipping company. Wow. Also, drone technology. Today in drones. Uber is seeking approval for San Diego drone deliveries. Hmm. Yeah, it's all happening with uh, drones. They're going to figure out it would be Uber Elevate, and they're seeking, you know, exemptions. Wow. So from, from the regulations, the typical thing, so they can do some food delivery in very small packages. Is it economical to deliver food via a drone? I, I went via the old-fashioned way to Is Taco it? Mac across the street, right? <laughs> I placed an online order at 1224. And it's for pickup, right? So I waited and like, I actually forgot to go get it. So I waited until like one o'clock to go there. I still had to wait another 15 minutes to pick up the food and it wasn't even good. Could a drone improve that time or is there a bottleneck at a, uh, you know, a no, disreputable that, restaurant? Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, yes, it could and, and would. That's, that's all I have to say on that matter. All right. Do you think that'll help my Uber stock? <laughs> Yes, because they're, you know, not entering a very competitive business in this case. It's just been hanging out at $41. This is a big one, though. This is huge. So this is combining almost all the things we talk about. Medical drone delivery startup Zipline has raised $190 million in funding. They've raised over $1 billion I really so like far. this company. Yeah, we've covered them for a year, and they're just doing some really awesome stuff. Tell yeah. us some of the details. Well, they're bringing... So what they really do, and if people aren't familiar, this isn't delivering food. This is actually delivering medical supplies to places that really need it. We're talking yeah, about... Like no Africa, right? Yeah, we're talking yeah. like Africa. By the way, shout out to Nigeria. We have a listener there. We saw it on our heat map. <laughs> uh, now you got drones yeah. if, you're, if you get sick. But Africa, South, Southeast Asia... South Asia and the Americas, parts of South America, just where the infrastructure doesn't exist to just, you know, you can't do two day shipping in a lot of places in the world. We kind of have like, you know, a lot of first world problems we complain about here, but Zipline's addressing some real issues. 
And shout out to our uh, listeners in South Asia and Southeast Asia, where Zipline is actually also uh, doing some of their airlifting medicines during emergencies. Uh, and yeah, we even have listeners there. All right. Attention, attention, attention. May we have your attention, please. Perhaps an industry in crisis. There's a, our focus story today of the weekend, and we don't always do a focus, but this article that our CEO, Craig Fuller, put out and has garnered so much attention, and I think it's really important for everyone to hear. Yes. Chad, tell us a little bit about that. We'll, we'll talk about it, but let's go through a little bit of the copy. For the freight market, 2019 has been shaping up as a tug of war between the bulls and the bears. We've been talking about it a lot. <laughs> the large enterprise carriers that rely heavily on the committed business, as we often refer to it as the Contracts, contract. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they have been enjoying a, you know, decent year while the small carriers are heavily exposed to the transactional spot market. They've been faced with a tough market. Yeah, I mean, the disagreement has been obvious on Wall Street earnings reports. We cover them here all the time. The large carriers have spoken about decent freight conditions and have been far more optimistic about this than, you know, Facebook message boards like uh, your former guest on the on the Road Dog show. You know, you had the guy from uh, the Road, road Rate Per Mile Masters. Those guys. Yeah. But, you know, I love to read that board, and I know Craig loves to read that board because you get to really hear from people's perspective on these things. Even and if it's highly it's emotional. Well, yeah, their highly you know. emotional issue has been has been just that. They think the market is sucking right now. Until May, you know, volumes had been close to 2018 peak levels. Throughout the year, truckload volumes have been within 3% of 2018 volumes. At times, as we've been reporting, 2018 year-over-year numbers Considering the unprecedented demand that the market experienced last year, anything remotely close to last year's volumes is impressive. Yeah, I mean, that is pretty true. If you look at our charts in Sonar, those things are huge. I mean, because meanwhile, spot rates have dropped like a rock. From the June 2018 peak, trucking spot rates are down like over 36%. Last year's peak, DAT National Van hit 211 per mile. And today, Chad, it only is a dollar. 36 per mile. Egad. Yeah, I mean, what do you think the reason for that might be? Well, starting earlier this month, it, it appeared, you know, we've been talking about the spring surge might deliver all these, like, you know, these res high mm. results in the second Rebound. quarter, and it, it would have it would make total sense, but, you know, volumes, they they basically, it's, it was muted for a while, and then on May, about May 9th, it all changed. Once that you know, once that announcement of the tariffs happened, I mean, the port, port volumes have been driving stuff out of the L.A. market for most of the year, to be honest, and everything has fallen off a cliff. Well, you know, in Sonar, we have the OTVI index, which measures the total amount of contracted freight in the market. That peaked on May 9th, but it's dropped by over 6% on May 16th. Like you said, May is typically this strong month, so the drop is even more significant. And there may be even more bad news. Well, there is more bad news. I mean, oil prices have been going up well, since the start of the year. The benchmark, WTI oil price, it, it rallied from 46.31 on January 2nd of this year to 60.97 on May 13th. So very recently, about 10 days ago. And so that's a 32% increase. Truck stop retail diesel prices have moved from a low of 296 to 310 per gallon, it's gone up a little bit in that case. Large carriers that buy a wholesale uh, buy at the wholesale rack prices, 
Dooner, they've they've seen their wholesale assessed fuel from a dollar seventy to two twenty per gallon. So everything's going up, man. Uh, and and you know, IMO twenty twenty could just raise that another who knows how many how many cents. A giggity, <laughs> giggity. Man. I think it was around fifty say? cents. I think it's going to raise it about fifty cents. But you know, we have to ring a little bit of a sad cowbell now yeah. for the carriers because this is where the article is really pointing to a big pain point. You know, carriers expanded their fleets in mass last year. They may not have focused enough on optimization. You know, and as money dries up in the industry, banks are going to foreclose on those trucks. They got to pay the piper now that all these deliverables are coming. And ultimately, as we see almost every week, we're going to see, you know, small and medium-sized carriers suffer shutter their doors and probably a lot more consolidation as the bigger guys just grab up market share while they're weak. It's not looking pretty from a carrier's perspective. So who a, wins in a market a like this? So you do freight well, ways now, all you the know, time. the pendulum swings back and forth. It's the cyclical cycle, you know, and I'm not trying to get too philosophical here. The pendulum will swing back. No one was predicting this. And this is why it is so interesting each and every year in this volatile industry you know, we are following the data. It's like, it's almost like, don't blame the messenger here. We seem to be seeing something for the past now week and a half. We've been saying volumes have fallen right when we were expecting them to start really picking back up. We were going to have a hot summer. All right. You know, I would say that who really wins right now, though, especially on the carrier side are well-managed fleets who are using predictive data, things like sonar. Good point. To really capitalize on, on the marketplace, especially against their less tech-friendly peers who are really living by the day on these spot numbers, which, you know, it's not a great day to be doing that another day in another series of days. And as the, you know, as the data is showing, it looks like it's only going to get worse. Uh, stay informed with us on our Freight Waves, our new and improved FreightWaves.com site. You know, if you're a broker, I suppose, you're you're playing, you're playing it in between, and you're going to be trying to find uh, the opportunities here as well. And we talk to a lot of brokers. All of these headlines and more can be found on our brand new and improved website at FreightWaves.com. And now it's time to play Earnings Over Under. I'm undefeated. Phil Moody has just walked into the office. Phil Moody, yes. Introduce yourself to the audience. My name, like you said, is Phil Moody. Yeah. What do you do around here? So I do event marketing. Nice. So So you should know everything about earnings. uh, Yeah, of course. All right. That's what we like. As much about earnings as I do about Iranian history. I'm hoping that Phil Moody isn't just a tomato can. (laughs) Isn't just hey, and a little cabo for Iranian history. Yeah. All right, so I'm hoping that Phil Moody isn't just here as a tomato can to help you pump up your numbers because the new rules for this game is that either Chad or myself can be the moderator. I can't get in that chair to start my own streak until Chad loses, so I know where my vote and my bias is going to go. You guys know the rules. We're gonna this ask- is a setup. I can tell. You know what? This you're you're all setup. getting the same questions, and you actually have more access to the production sheet than he does, so let's start it out, man. It's earnings over under 225. Wow. Amount Apple made an informal bid per share of Tesla in 2013. But under the consideration was that Elon Musk had to step down as CEO. More or less in 2013? I'm going over, baby! Over! All right, to the over. What are we going to get out of Phil here? 225, what, six years ago? Uh, 2013 would be six years well, ago. Since you went over. I'm You're already great at math. 
I got to go under. You're going to go under. Yeah. Well, you'd be wrong, man. <laughs> the booth is not kind to newbies. So back in 2013, the reason I bring this up, it's not outdated news. It ju- the news had just come out that there, and because of this stock, you know, Tesla stock, I think it's down to 201 right now. Mm-hmm. So it's just kind of pointing out that back in the day, they had this chance for Apple to do it. If you recall, Apple was really trying to get into the autonomous car game, and they were trying to actually build their own or find an OEM to do it for them. They eventually got out of that space, but this around that time, things were heating up. So quick for bonus points, do you guys think that would have been a good sell for Tesla, or were they rebound? I think they would have definitely rebounded. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's, there's soft, their self-driving software I mean, is pretty high up. The drama that Elon brings to the table, too. Yeah. They yeah. use RGB instead of LiDAR, well, too, which is pretty advanced technology. Who am I to argue with Apple? Yeah, I mean, it's it's what it, I mean, really to answer the question, now knowing what I know, I would say I would have gotten out of that action. You would have sold. If, yeah. Okay. You would have yeah. fired Elon and sold. Yeah. All right. <laughs> it would be interesting to see like you'd probably <laughs> have to charge with a lightning guy. port or something, your Tesla, would, it would, like some sort of pri- pr- proprietary connection. Tim Cook's a smart guy. He would have known known what to do there. Most Tims are. <laughs> Ocean Carrier HMM, we're going to start with you, Moody. Keep the microphone right in front of your face. Ocean Carrier HMM, $155 million in losses in the first three months of 2019. Goodness gracious. Do they lose more lot. than that or less? So the over would be they lose more. I'm going in the first half of 2019? Yeah. I'm going less than that. They lost less. Okay. That they lost less than $155 million and he went... Less. He under. Went under? Yes. Uh, I guess I will, in the spirit of, of good competition, I will go over! Well, you were smart to do so, because you know the ocean has been a hard place to make a buck these days. <laughs> really? <laughs> man, they lost, a, they lost $150 million, man. It's just, wow. just bleeding out on the water. Isn't it rough? Oh, it's like batteries are exploding everywhere. It is like batteries but. are exploding everywhere. Batteries not included. You guys ever see that movie? So they, lost they lost $159 million. Nine. Yeah. Just over. Yep. Just over. Carbon tax, right? They're, they're thinking of instituting a carbon tax. $45 per ton. No over, looking. under. Uh, wait, over, under what? $45 per ton. Is the carbon tax going to be more than $45 or less than $45? All of these numbers are either more than or less than. <laughs> this is so easy. <laughs> if I haven't explained the rules. <laughs> um... I am going to say it should be over, over. Okay. He's got over. Modi, what do you think? Is it going to be over under $45 a ton? That's quite a lot. And yeah. Again. But you really like, need, like, in served gamesmanship, you really need to pick up some points here. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> again, in the spirit of competition, got to go under. You know, and that's why I invited you in this room. And that's why I allow you to work behind me. <laughs> And that's why we invite you to the show. Phil Moody, you may the wear your comeback has begun. Of course he does. So this car- You can't help him. Oh, I didn't help him at all. The carbon tax is under $40. It's I, f- I mean, it's $40. Well, you the, told uh, it's him under what to say. Yeah. Well, I, well, I'm just telling him how that, the game should be that's played. That's all right. It's just a little bit of a hint. So he has one point now. But isn't he down? It's like three to one, right? It's it's two to two one. To, two to one. To two fair. to one. I am three and oh, but it's two to <sighs> one. <laughs> you're right. And there's only two more questions to go. Oh. So, uh, yeah, you're really going to have to fight this one out. This is going to be a battle for the blood. the Red Sox were down 3-0 in the World Series. Yeah. came back. Well, that was in the World Series, the AL AL Championship. Uh, Yeah. 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 You tried. I know as much about baseball as I do Iranian history. I know. know Well, (laughs) a little gabble for uh, the Red Sox. (laughs) History. Um, Okay. 
it's your question first. Yeah, because he went first, didn't he? Oh, no, he didn't. No, he didn't. You were, you were going first. You can't hide behind his answers anymore. You can on the next question, but not this one. Okay, $25 million, The amount in bonds that the Georgia State Board has approved for freight railroad improvements. Ooh, Georgia's done a lot for freight improvements. Yeah. Building that inland port and everything. Yeah. Um, I'm going over on that. All right. They're going to go over $25 million. Yeah, I mean, that's what I feel like, too. Um, and hmm. over, over, oh, this is tough. They're going to, on their inland ports, are they going to go over $25 million? Yes, they are. You're going to totally block his point or his loss <laughs> of point? I, I, I feel like it's they're totally going to go over that. In fact, I think by a lot. All right. Well, you know what? It's unfortunate you feel that way. Because you're both right and you both get a point, but it doesn't do much to advance the game. I feel bad. I feel bad. All right, well. I feel bad, but I'm right. Let's just move on with our lives. Let's move on (laughs) to the next question. $39. The amount the MTA approved New York City tolls will increase to by 2020 for a four-axle truck without an easy pass. So will it now cost, (laughs) now will it cost more or less than $39 to to drive a four-axle truck? In New York, across more. that bridge. So it costs more. Okay, over. He's going with what the over. What does it cost today? What does it Can cost we... today? That's a life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you should know this stuff. I mean, you should know all about the tolls. Uh, New York City. I've yet to drive a truck into New York City. New York City. You ever remember that salsa commercial where he's like, New York City? He looks at the can of uh, salsa jar. Oh, everybody can. That's an old-fashioned one, man. Look at the next one. Uh, you said over? Mm. Well, I got to come back, so I got to go under. Yeah, you know the coffin. The cowbell had already had already been nailed on your future. It was a close one. It was thirty nine twelve that it's gone up to, and that's for uh, that's for trucks without an easy pass, right? If you have an easy pass, the same toll increases to twenty three sixteen for a four axle truck with uh with the easy pass. That truck was about twenty two dollars. I think that it's something like thirty five or thirty six. Either way, it's an increase of uh, a little over. A buck, but those tolls are already pretty expensive. You think of that every time they go through. That's not, you know, not even just port charges, all the other stuff. Now you got another, I mean, get an easy pass, first of all. Like, for, if you don't have an easy pass, what are you doing with your life? Yeah, for whom the cowbell tolls. Yeah, no cowbell <laughs> for the truckers that don't have an easy pass. That's crazy. Yeah. Like, that's a difference of 16 bucks. Well, um, Phil Moody, um, thanks for yeah. playing. Congratulations, <laughs> Chad. You are now four and oh, <laughs> at earnings over I am, this under. Is shocking. This is a shocking development. Um, Phil, it's been great to have you on. Yeah. And, uh, you know, get, like, tell us, um, like, what is the uh, most exciting thing that you do day in yeah. and day out? Tell us a little bit about um, Will you. Well, market this you. loss? Yeah, so, well, so working on our events, as many of you know out there and people in this room, our events are pretty badass. Yeah. So planning and preparing for those is really exciting. We got an awesome one on the horizon coming up Mm -hmm. in November, Chicago, November 12th. Where do Uh, we go to find out about that one? You can go to FreightWaves.com and look at events, MarketWaves19.com. We might have some big news coming out on that in the next seven days. Is Phil Moody your real name? Yes, I was actually named after Phil Moody, the keyboard player in Chumbawamba. <laughs> okay. All right, then. and the Moody goes, okay, can you go get Kyle? We have a game to play with him called wow. On the Radar. On the Radar, presented by Sonar. Kyle's in the studio. Kyle, 
Thank you for joining us. You are going to be here for our On the Radar segment, and you seem like you may be qualified for the job. Tell us a little bit about what you do here. Yeah, man. So I just moved over to customer success, client success. Uh, anybody who needs help figuring out Sonar from essentially how to log in to how to predict the future, I'm going to help you figure out how to do that. Ooh, and a little Luke Cabo for that promotion. You you and, sold. He sold so much. And sonar. I can see why. I mean, the way that the dude can talk some Sonar and, and you only been here less than two months. Mm. So, 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 Kyle, you have kind of an interesting story. Just real quickly, because you used to be a truck driver, and now you're on this data and analytics side. That's that's quite the jump for for some people, right? Uh, well, see, it's basically the perfect job for me. I uh, jumped in a semi back in 2014. I uh, did about 250,000 miles with no accidents, no tickets. Only got pulled over twice, talking my way out of both tickets. Uh, while I was driving, I was teaching myself how to trade stocks and crypto. Wow. So, Sonar is essentially my dream platform. Nice. Uh, I can basically take a look at lines and charts and, hey, man, line go up, money good. Line go down, money bad. <laughs> line even? <laughs> line even, hang out. He's selling himself short there, making it sound that simple. Well, in some ways, it is very it is very simple. Um, and if this line goes sideways, what, you pull into a, uh, a pilot? Yeah, you hang out and you, you take a look at the charts. No, it's it's not that simple, and that's what I'm here for. So if anyone has any questions ever, I'm just one phone call away. I'm one email away. I have one. I Go do ahead. have one before you tell us what's on the radar. What is the best rest stop in America that you've been to? Dude, I-80, coming out of Salt Lake, West Windover, Nevada. Pull in there about five minutes past the border. Roll in, pull the brakes. You get a free shower. You get a $5 buffet coupon. Woo. Normally like $18 buffet. Two for one drinks. Wow. $5 match play. You go what? on like a Tuesday or a Wednesday. And you just sit there and play blackjack. And there's no one there. And it's a it, dude, it's a great place to chill. You Jeez, can take your thirty four hour reset. You can roll on down the road. I was gonna say, how do you get anything done? In your HOS. Yeah, with, may uh, may all that? the lines remain flat. What for, an for opportunities like how about that. For that rest up. All right, Kyle. So what have you seen? What's emerging? What trends are out there? What do shippers and what do carriers need to know going into Memorial Day weekend? Well, with shippers, man, I actually just saw some some pretty much breaking news. I want to cover that uh, and get into that. Penske Logistics is going to lay off eighty guys, close a terminal in Indiana. So. Wow. Another one bites the dust, possibly. That's something to really think about. Will that be in um, the head haul index? Yeah, so head haul, that volume's going to be affected by 80 drivers in the market. Uh, those are probably going to be your local guys. So you're going to more look at the, the CTRI for uh, that, that Indiana location because that's the city halls. So with uh, a decline on the, the city rejections, you're going to see some trouble in there. Or you're going to see an availability to, to run in there and grab that if you're a carrier. Nice. And in terms of basically the, the carrier aspect. Well, not nice. I mean, that's awful that they're losing the jobs, but, uh, you know, they'll probably find some people. Yeah. So in terms of carrier issues or, or possible places to, to find a advantage, really what's going to be told is the story coming after the holiday. If I was you, if I was in a truck or if I was a fleet manager, I would take the next few days to literally turn off anything involved with freight or diesel or trucks and enjoy these next four days. Because after Tuesday, if these volumes don't pick up, it's going to be bad. Mm. It's going to be bad. Okay. Wow. That, I, that is interesting. Talk about going sideways. Just like go chill out at an oasis. Mm. 
You know, so, I mean, uh, following the sonar data. Yeah. So, is there what is the other action? Is there an actionable index they should be looking? I know you're, they're supposed to chill. They're supposed to enjoy Memorial Day and not freak out too much with all this bad news. Not not go too crazy on the data. But what uh, what's the other index they should? Be well, and at? that's the great thing about sonar is that it gives you the position to go ahead and be uh, react, proactive instead of reactive. You want to take a look Sunday and Monday at the outbound tender volume for not just the USA, but specifically your market. And depending on the directional move of that line, I mean, for example, there's markets right now that are running up. Dallas had a pretty good run up today uh, because that market's moving. That freight is going to get moved before the holiday. I don't want to scare anybody. I don't want you to think that you're going to come in on Wednesday and the doors are going to be closed by yeah. any means. Oh, and, get, so and, gets Monday. Some people get Monday and Tuesday off. Yeah, well, by Tuesday, the reporting's going to happen yeah. for the volumes previous. And then by Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, we're going to be able to see that general directional movement. Yeah. Uh, in terms of the general directional movement, if we see it rolling up again, then it's it's all sunshine. Um, and then shippers need to be cautious of that. If the, if the volume starts to move up in the nationwide level and we start seeing carriers, for example, like that Penske thing that just happened in Indiana, if carriers are not able to see where their directions are going uh they could be at risk for for some potential shakeups but i don't want anyone to think that uh things are going to remain the same very yeah. long no i like that you brought it home to your original story too so you you put it back in context that was very much appreciate that things will not remain the same kyle cunningham bringing Ooh, it to us yeah chad well you are the host of freight waves now with uh someone who just walked in the room for fast-paced forecasts we'll get there in a second this is We'll introduce her during that segment, but because you cover freight waves now, you are also a sonar expert. What's on the radar going into Memorial Day weekend? Well, I think without a doubt, you know, it, the the main story is that this like slightly troubling sign of volumes slowing down is turning into a much larger indicator, and 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 it's definitely concerning. We are keeping a an eye daily on whether or not we are entering a freight recession. Sobering news, not necessarily true. The damage may not be completely done, as as I think Kyle just kind of indicated. There is a bit of a proactive, we can, you know, we can make we can make some choices. We can, you know, make some strategic advantages. A little cowbell for that. A little cowbell for your optimism there. I, I agree. And I think that a platform yeah. like Sonar, having these things on the radar, looking out for them, is really what is going to give you that competitive advantage in the market. Well, one last thing before I go, I just want to highlight on the fact that, you know, everyone talks about the China tariffs and, and what's going on and, and freight moving around the world and across the border. Uh, Mexico is actually the U.S. number one trade partner right now. And so what I want to say in regards to that is nobody knows the invisible hand of the market. The freight still has to come in. People are going to buy stuff. It's it's they might not be buy uh, the luxury goods. They might not buy the uh, the stuff that's not needed, but they're still got to buy stuff. And so when you're dealing with that, you got to have stuff come in. So watch Mexico, number one trading partner. Stuff coming across the border. Maybe stuff coming from China, getting cross-docked in Tijuana and trucked across the border. So interesting perspective. Great. Thank you for joining Very us, Very interesting perspective. The glass of beer is half full. Yes, thank you, Kyle. Give him some cowbell. Yeah, Kyle, you want to hit this before you get out of the studio? Little, uh, little, little first time. Give us a little, <laughs> give us a little beat. We'll put you in. Uh, we'll put you in the competition cycle. Mm. 
And he's a mu- he's a musician Whoa, too. Whoa, so, he's a wow. magician and a musician. Well, thank All you very much. Up into one. Speaking of radars, it's time to look at the weather radar with fast-paced forecast. Emily Zink, welcome to the show. Hey guys, seems like you have a lot of fun in here. I didn't know what all the Whoa. cowbell was. Oh until yeah, well, I walked yeah. Well, this is Bessie. This is Bessie. Emily hey, Bessie. is new with us. She's a new anchor on on uh, Freight Waves now. Yes. And you're getting involved in all sorts of things. You're getting involved with the podcast as well. You just came on now to do a little weather with us. Yeah, uh, there'll be tons of other projects. But just real quick, introduce yourself. Where have you come to us from? I what came- storm blew you in? <laughs> Omaha, Nebraska, we Ooh. had one of the worst winters on record. So nice. I said, you know what? No more snow or just a little bit of snow. I think I'll check out Chattanooga. So yeah. it's been very nice so far. And I know the beginning of the week, it was rainy and gross, about 45, 50 degrees in Omaha. So Ooh, yeah. we were sitting pretty in the 80s. So, yeah. Uh, the big story, though, this week, unfortunately, severe weather. We are in the peak of severe weather season. We need to. Be weather aware at all times, no matter where you live, especially if you live in an area prone to not just tornadoes, but high winds and hail and everything like that. And unfortunately, on Monday, I think about 18 total tornadoes were reported in about five different states that included Arkansas, Texas, Oklahoma, kind of all over. So at that point, there was a lot of damage, but no deaths, which is Always good to hear. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately, last night, there was a very bad tornado that ripped through um, a city in Missouri, a small town there. Three people, unfortunately, died because of that. I was watching a report. Uh, an emergency official there said they're lucky that more people like in Joplin or anything like that did not die because I guess this town just took a direct hit from this tornado and I actually was watching... Um, Some incredible video, a trucker who was actually not in this city where this tornado hit, but I think he was in Jefferson City, Missouri. He said he was in his cab of his truck when this tornado hit, and he said it was the most terrifying thing he has ever experienced. Um, He felt like his truck came off the ground, and when he got out to assess the damage, half of a house was actually underneath his trailer. Jesus, that sounds like Twister or the Wizard of Oz or something. Well, I was going to say it is a way of life there for a lot of Missourians, uh, and I think the same exact thing was happening again today in terms of the forecast. It's I'm I'm I know no one you you don't want anybody to die yeah but I'm grateful that more didn't. Well, what do you do? So you mentioned the trucker in his cab. Is that a good place to be in a tornado? Where do you go when one of these storms strike? I come from Boston, so we actually had a tornado in Springfield, but it's, they're super rare. For the I think the one in Springfield was the first to happen since like 1912. So I don't know much about tornadoes. What would you do? I mean, obviously, if you could get to a basement, that's going to be your best shelter. Um, If you're inside, say, a truck stop, something like that, you want to be in a bathroom. You want to be in a central location. Say, if you're in a convenience store, you want to be away from the windows, away from the walls. Coming from Omaha, I've had to deal with a lot of this severe weather, a lot of unfortunate events there, too. You're driving. These things, They, you know that weather is coming. You get the warnings. You get the watches. Uh, the warning, of course, is more severe than the watch. But they could strike at any time, anywhere. I heard the number one thing, and I didn't believe this at first, is if you are in a car, you're supposed to get out of your car and lie in a ditch because you are in low elevation at that point because this this trucker is very lucky who is sitting yeah. in his cab because even though he's in this huge piece of machinery, uh, this this huge vehicle, this tornado is so strong. Obviously, if a house is underneath yeah. his trailer when it's all said and done, I mean, obviously, 
it's whatever you feel safest doing, but be smart about it. Nice. The biggest thing is don't get yourself in this situation. So what what else has gone on with the um, weather? Crazy, not just severe weather, but Denver. Snow in Denver. Say it isn't snow. Yes. Whoa. It's almost, yeah, I had to do that. Good morning news the heck out of here right there. <laughs> yeah, so Denver recorded the most snowfall towards the end of May in decades if about three inches reported at Denver International, which is big. Actually, Rockies tweeted out a funny photo with snow on their field. And they said, wow. everything's going to be fine. But everything's not fine when you're getting snow in the NMA in Denver. But, you know, what could you do? Say it isn't snow. Okay, so uh, what are we going to be looking that at? That could have come out of your mouth. That was like one of your cheesisms. That may be true. Yeah. I liked it. Yeah, I did too. Um, so, uh, well, It was delivered well, too. So one of the uh, one of the things we do on the fast paced forecast is we are looking at the weekend. Yeah. What to expect over this long Memorial Day Memorial weekend? Memorial Day. What are we looking at? What are the uh, what are the things to watch out for there on those highways and um, the developing situations? And air travel too, right? Yeah, yeah. a lot of people I traveling. Hate to be the bearer of bad news, but things are not really looking up. Oh, sad um, cowbell for the weather. Oh yes, I am sorry about that. Um, severe thunderstorms remain a threat throughout the plains in the Midwest, and obviously they're still dealing with flooding. They're still dealing. They just got hit by a round of storms, and another round is coming. Um, damaging winds and hail also a threat. If you've ever been in a hailstorm, I don't know. It yeah. does some massive Ohio, damage. Yeah. Yes. It it is very Saw the very cows bad. Cows running. I mean, it, it was like it was like denting the car. A rental yeah, car no, got, it, literally it's got dangerous. Damaged. In your, I, I mean, if you were driving out there and you see hail, please do not keep driving. It is it is not smart to do, but it's also not smart to pull over if you're under an underpass. A lot of people think that oh. that is smart. Wait, what? You got it. You got to think. Someone. That's coming, what I would have done, well, right, Chad? Would you have gone <laughs> under an underpass? I would totally do that. Yeah, What's wrong like, with that? What like, about a you're protected. Yeah. Think about it. You can't see in a hailstorm, and people are coming oh. up at a fast pace behind you. They may not God see you pulled it. over. Why did we think hate that, you. Chad? If you have to, you got to think. If you have to, do it, but it's not the safest All right, thank God, because Chad and I, I pull way over. Chad, Chad, <laughs> I, Chad and I take this show on the road sometimes, and this is good, because we drive together, so this is good knowledge for us. And next time, we're in a hailstorm, and you like one of us You need to consult with me. I'm a little okay. worried about you two and your safety. I think so. We would yeah. make all the wrong moves. Well, and then the other big story, if we're not dealing with severe weather, severe heat in the southeast. Oh. I mean, it is the unofficial start to summer, yeah. so... It's gonna can you be go hot? under an underpass in the heat? Yes, you can. I okay. think that would keep you cool. <laughs> yeah, shade. Yes. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Who yeah. needs a meteorologist? No, she, well, we I have think... got Emily Zink. Emily destroyed what it. What the heck is going? What the truck? She is my the, favorite podcast that... meteorologist of all time. <laughs> Emily, can you give us a little podcast? Fantastic. Can you give us a little podcast? Can you give us a little cowbell for your inaugural appearance on the show? I really hope Nick Austin doesn't hear that. That was what. <laughs> Oh, well, okay, oh, don't worry. Female, There's other junior meteorologists on the team. You are our favorite female. <laughs> he's, he's got his position of authority. And actually, so what's your concept? So she mentioned freight weather is Nick Austin. Follow him yes. on Twitter. He posted a ton of awesome pictures from a lot of these storms. He's, oh, he's yes. really into this stuff. He's a fanatic about the weather. He's like people losing sheds. And if you see his feed, you can really get an idea of the of what's going on in the U.S. where the weather is just like everybody's have is everybody's living a different day in this country. <laughs> It is like a different season all over. It's either really hot, it's either snowing inches and inches of snow, or it's crazy weather, hail, flooding, everything. So, yeah, yeah. you're exactly right. Rhyme for all seasons, and we have a cowbell for all seasons. So, please do us the honor. Nice. It's like the nice. start of a tea or a toast. That's okay. what I wanted to oh, do. Oh, a tea or a toast. All right. I was going for a drink. Okay, everybody. Nice. Thank it you very much, Emily. Tea welcome. Time. Yeah, welcome to the tribe.
Yes, great to have you. Thanks so much, Emily Zink. Wow, do we have any? It just goes so fast, Chad. You and I through here, we just what we a just, good time. You know the fast pace forecast, and you know that one wasn't even that fast paced, but there was so much good information. <laughs> <laughs> that, uh, I mean, I was thinking of slow pace, but there was so much good information, and it we really like she may was. have saved our lives. She uh, she has a voice for radio as well. So well, well, and, a, well and a face yeah, for broadcast TV. You know, yeah. she's got it all, right? Yeah. Uh, so fan stinking tastic. Well, yeah, so we have the fast-paced forecast. If you want to know more about weather, as we mentioned, you can follow at Freight Weather, and you can also go to FreightWaves.com, of course, where we have all the latest news on weather. For the podcast, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and everywhere podcasts are heard around the world. Subscribe now, right? Never miss an episode because we come at you what? Not once, but how many times a week, Chad? We come at you twice. It's so exciting, and I just can't hide it. Uh, but it's like different. It's not. It's not the same. We're yeah. giving you the weekend edition where we do the fast-paced forecast and we do the on the radar. We're hitting you with the headlines at the beginning of the week. Yeah, people and issues we focus on a little bit more on that. So the big stories we try and do some deep dives on there. This one we went into a focus because that story was just so big about the market. The and I weekly think, market update. Yeah, people needed a little, uh, you know, a little you know, cowbell wake-up call on what may be happening. We don't mean to ruin your Memorial Day weekend, but... It's not for whom the cowbell tolls for the freight industry yet. Speaking of Memorial Day, Chad, you're, we're working for the weekend. What's got you excited about Memorial Day weekend? What's in your suitcase? What are you doing <laughs> Saturday? <laughs> what, what are you doing Saturday, Chad? <laughs> I... <laughs> I am going to be mountain biking. I am going to be playing disc golf. Why? Uh, Because no one else is doing it. Oh, some of our best ideas have come while disc golfing. Uh, The the idea to put a new theme song on the show. Well, The idea for On the Radar, Fast Paced Forecast. All of these things have come, you know, while while disc golfing are being... I want to go where the hail is falling. No, oh, really. where the hail no. is blue. <laughs> no, the uh, you know when it's hail is like light and like just little tiny. Yeah. it's kind of pretty. Tell us about you, Chad. Yeah, but so tell us about you. How, <laughs> how, what kind of a mountain bike do you ride? Uh, I ride a specialized Crave Ooh. Hardtail 2016. Now, how much does a bike like it's, that cost? Uh, it, it cost. I got a pretty good deal on it. It was like thirteen fifty. Is that a lot for a bike, or is no. it one of those hobbies that you no. can go? Yeah, exactly. Like, for instance, Zach Strickland just spent $4,400 on his titanium frame, wow. dual suspension, yeah, um, Linsky. When you have a multiple it, suspension on a bike, what does that mean? D- double suspension. Oh, I know. It, it, it means, like, it means you've do? got suspension on the front yeah. and the back. There's oh. only two. Why, how does that help? Uh, because oh, he doesn't ride a three wheeler. It, it makes it cushier. Or a unicycle. You know, actually, seriously, the hardtails they they're lighter because you have less stuff on it. Yeah. But um, you know, like, but it's a bumpier ride, especially when you're going downhill. So it's lighter. You can go uphill a little more aggressively. Uh, but if you're willing to p- spend a couple more grand, you can coast down those hills. Those 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 bumps. Just you're just like cruising. I mean, it is smoother, and that's that's the dream. Dream after I after I ride this 2016 for you know a half a decade or so. Hopefully, I'll be able to shell out a few big bucks. I'm not going to go titanium frame probably, but I'll go carbon fiber. You know, I don't, I don't think I'm going to crack my frame like people you know fear with the, the they get the titanium frames. Going carbon fiber. I, the only reason I wouldn't carbon fiber may not be good. For the environment. 
just the, the ways that it has to be processed. Really? Yeah. Like the way really there's like CO2 a, there, carbon. Yeah, is, you could look yeah. at you could look it up. There's there's some there's some ways that carbon fiber is being uh used, the way it's processed that may not be good for the environment. And you know, whatever we believe about the environment, I, I care about it. Oh, I'm sorry. You throw it back to me, man. I'm so impolite. I got, I got, I just started riffing on what. Dooner, what are you doing for Memorial Day weekend? Well, you know, there's a really cool event that's going on in New York City right now. If I was still in the Northeast, I would be going to, and if you're out that way, I highly recommend it. Go to Fleet New York City, Fleet NYC. It's going on from May 22nd to May 28th. This, they're all day events that are by the port of New York, and they have, um, they have the Navy ships come through. They have some of the carrier ships Ooh, come nice. through. They have some of the like old-fashioned tall ships go through. Yeah. They have Navy bands playing. They have food. It's a whole event. It's a really, really cool event to check out if you're in that part of the world. I would highly recommend it. For myself, you know, I'm still waiting for the family to get out here. And actually, I just got like the most heartwarming text from daycare, image text of my son. It was like, Sebastian is building Chattanooga. Sebastian's my, my two-year-old. So I really miss them. I wish I could have came back for Memorial Day to see them, to be actually out in that area. But the stars just didn't align for that. So I think I'm going to go and explore the my new hobby that I've picked up. In Massachusetts, guns are, like, basically illegal. I've only shot guns in, like, Lethal Enforcers and, like, T2, the arcade game. So I might go over to Carter's shooting range over there and uh, just shoot off some guns, man. Get out some steam. Shoot at some targets. Wow, <laughs> you are really embracing the Tennessee I'm culture. I'm trying, man. I'm trying to just, you know, ingrain myself in the culture. And you know what? Video games, hand-eye coordination... I'm pretty dead. I like I was crotch shooting the <laughs> heck out of like these targets that they're putting up for me because I, I usually just go. I don't go for the bullseye. Like I go for like whatever like, funny things. Yeah, like their nose. Thing you're targeting. Yeah, I was yeah. trying to give like a like a visor, like the guy from Star Trek, the next, like Jordy from uh, Star Trek: The Next Generation. You know, just paint his whole face. I go. For, I definitely go for a lot of the crotch shots. Ooh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's, low, that's, that's right. a low blow. Yeah, man. <laughs> Anything else before we take off for Memorial Day? No, I think this is great. We have got a cadence. We've got a routine with thanks to our listeners and everyone else supporting our new and improved with 100% more Cowbell Show. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. On to What the Truck. And bring your little cowbell into the weekend, man. Happy Memorial Day weekend, everyone. Be safe out there. Don't pull under the underpass. In a hailstorm. <laughs> we learn a little something each and every episode.